Doing it, doing it, doing it well, doing it, doing it, doing it well. Well, that's our new show intro. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hi, everybody. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? Water. I just got out of the gym uh, where I maxed my bench press at 105 today. Congrats, buddy. Congrats. I know. I'm feeling pretty strong, but I'm also feeling exhausted. It's hump day. Yeah. We'll get there. What what are <laughs> what are you enjoying? Also water. I had a lot of salt at dinner, so I'm um, yeah, unshrivel my mouth. I'm trying to cut carbs down a little bit because I have discovered I'm eating a lot of potatoes. Potatoes um, are life. And that's probably counter to my fitness goals. Yeah. And it sucks. I know. I'm also trying to cut carbs a little bit, but I was bad today. I I got a, a nice loaf of good bread at the local <laughs> the local deli, you know, like the lo- fresh baked bread from today. So I know you're like supporting the middle, the little man. Uh, yeah, support your local business. So no, I, I'm dream I'm dreaming of bread. Yeah. I had today. I had a burrito bowl minus rice and potatoes, and it was sad. All right. Now that I'm really hungry. <laughs> Me too. I haven't had dinner yet. I'm just enjoying this ice cold water. Let's dive right in. The most recent women's soccer thing to happen, the two friendlies against Japan. We tie the first one 3-3. Game was exciting but stressful. And then the <laughs> second one, United States kind of took control. We're ahead 2-0. And then lightning strikes, literally. Game canceled 76 minutes. Have have we found out if the game is actually going to count? Last yet? I heard, U.S. Soccer was waiting for word from FIFA, but it feels like they're proceeding as though it does count. Oh, okay. Because I, I saw Grant Wall say something about how the ladies are still getting paid. It would be nice if everybody did get paid. Although, if you didn't dress for the game, I don't believe you got paid. Really? I'd have to look into the CBA, but I think... Yeah, you... let's dive into that again. Because, yeah. you know... <laughs> you, you get paid for getting called into camp, but I think there's additional stuff that happens if you suit up, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's everything. Everything is, uh, like, a la carte. Yeah. Like, I just... I can't wait for them to start getting paid by the minute. <laughs> you know? Like, like those vibrating beds or, like... The magic fingers? One, one nine hundred numbers. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm just going to avoid that and go right to the first game, tied 3-3. <laughs> that was that was a bit of a clusterfuck in the first 20 minutes, huh? I know, Japan going up like that and just everybody was like, "What?" Everybody's it, like, "Hope Solo's not going to get the shutout record." And I uh, I was pretty pleased by that, which right? I'll tell you why. A cuz I'm a petty bitch. <laughs> you are. You are extremely petty. I'm very spiteful, and it's not against Hope Solo, it's against U.S. soccer for overhyping that so much that they created a scenario where Jill Ellis probably felt she had to start Hope Solo no matter what. Unless Jill Ellis just thinks that she has no other option but to start Hope Solo on her own for tactical reasons, which is dumb. Well, I mean, this is the same U.S. soccer that saw their first home loss happen because of Abby's last game. (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like what what else really what do we expect so i was pleased that that didn't happen 
Although it's not like it stopped her from playing Hope Solo in the next game either. I I right. was thinking like, oh, well, it's clear she's not going to get 100 in these two. So maybe in the next game, they'll just, you know, scrap it and be like, okay, Alyssa Nair, who is, I think, the the clear number two now, based on Ashlyn Harris not dressing for these two games, you'll get some high-level quality experience. Because let's face it, South Africa, the next friendlies that are going to be our farewells, those are farewell games. They're not meant to do anything but get people hyped for the national team. They're not meant to test anybody. Hopefully no one gets injured. These were the crucial games to get people kind of into beast mode. Well, yeah. But again, U.S. soccer just sucks at management. And so now we just have to hope that, you know, the NWSL kind of gets them into beast mode. The South Africa matches, I think now U.S. soccer just has more reason to hype them. Watch Hope Solo get her 100th shutout. If they had just waited for the South Africa friendlies, I think it would have been way more likely that Hope would have gotten her 100th shutout. And it would have been in, you know, the send-off games, which would have been nice. And I just think it would have made a lot more sense to wait until then instead of squandering the opportunity we had to really test some players against top-level opposition, Japan, who were just fine at altitude, by the way. So you think Japan's top-level? I mean, bro, they're not even going to the Olympics. Oh, my God. <laughs> I almost I almost had that delivery, except for your whispering of, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, Japan's not going to the Olympics, but... They are still top quality, and I really like uh, I really like this new team that they've got. Yeah, the new coach, and you know what? The United States has no business judging a team for crashing out of like a regional tournament. I mean, yes, it was the Olympic qualifying tournament, but it's not like the United States hasn't completely lost the plot at a small regional tournament before. You know what I'm saying? Tom Sermani knows. Oh, I'm I'm just sitting here going like, when was the last we won? She believes, dude. <laughs> like, what are you what are you talking about? That was so 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we fa- almost failed to qualify for yeah. the World Cup. And Japan's clearly rebuilding, and they got a lot of youth in the squad. And that first three three game, their goalkeeper was a 20 year old, Yamashita. Yamashita. Japan didn't have any problem accepting that they might lose in order to give a young, untested keeper some quality time against a top-level opponent. Mm. I know yeah, they... but but they also had like a new coach, and they yeah. had a lot less on the line in yeah. terms of prep. Yeah, they're rebuilding, and the United States is trying to peak at the right time before the Olympics. There, so. The United States is always trying to peak. You're always trying to peak at the right time always i i try to have perfect timing <laughs> so uh that first match a little bit of a cluster uh the back line looked a little shaky especially on that third goal like we just looked like cones julie johnston didn't know which way was up or down it I was weird i have no idea why she suddenly was just stuck ball watching and then didn't have any idea that two feet to her left there was a whole person from Japan waiting for the ball. Right? Sneak attack. I don't want to say Becky Sauron got suckered in too deep. I think she overcommitted a little bit. But I think she also thought, hey, Julie's here. It'll be fine. She'll keep an eye on this person behind me. 
you know. It is National Best Friends Day. Yeah. Sauerbrunn, in the second game, she had a, I counted at least one, but I think there might have been another, some, like, pretty bad touches uncharacteristically in the defensive third for her so yeah our defense is looking a little a little shaky but you know um i i think it's weird like it's weird having klingenberg and ko in there because they're they're not the same player but they kind of are you know yeah they both sweep forward really quick on speed but the thing is i think kelly o'hare is much better at knowing when to stay or go, and I think she's much better at not getting caught out on the counter. Oh, for sure. Megan Klingenberg is just liability. Yeah. I mean, everybody's waiting for her to just be caught gaping like a fish up in the attacking third while Tobin Heath desperately runs back, sprinting, and, trying to cover and, for her. And then gets a red card for, like, a, <laughs> a tackle from behind. Yeah, it's gonna in happen. In typical Tobin Heath fashion. I know. I've read that story before. The other side of that, though, is I think Tobin Heath offensively, we saw it with the Thorns where she kind of just blossomed this season. I think she's bringing a little bit of that to the national team, not quite to the same degree that she is for the Thorns. She didn't get as involved as she needed to be in the first game, but I think if she can, you know, once again, peak at the right time for the Olympics, not get burned out with Portland, it's looking pretty good on the yeah, side. I I, I, it's got to be weird to be on the offense uh, for the women's national team right now because you're probably just so used to Carly Lloyd being in the middle and kind of giving that direction. Yeah. And you're dealing with, like, granted, Abby's been retired now for, you know, nine months or so, but, or six months, I guess. Um, but dealing with a change of, of tactics there. You know, we're no longer trying to hit this target forward. You know, we all know where Alex Morgan likes to, to get the ball. We know um, that she's playing over the top, but, you know, you, she can also make that run to the end line and, and cut it back and all that stuff. And I just feel like maybe Tobin might have a lack of direction. Hmm. Whereas on the Thorns, she's allowed to be that creative inspiration. Like that's what's expected of her. And on the women's national team, it's, like, a little bit more structured, you know? And, and it, she's not allowed to be that free spirit. I mean, maybe not allowed is harsh, but maybe she doesn't feel comfortable being that, that free spirit that is allowing her to blossom in Portland. Jill Ellis is harshing her vibe, man. Totally. 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 UCLA Jill Ellis totally harshing her vibe. I think Carly Lloyd... Being absent during these games was very interesting because the midfield clearly functioned without her. Yes. I mean, I had some people come for me or like, are you insane? Not having Carly Lloyd on this roster is, I mean, it's, it's unthinkable. The team absolutely does need her. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Because when, when do you not have people coming after you? Most of the time, people <laughs> are pretty nice to me on Twitter. Most of the time when I'm not, you know, overtly fucking up or anything. Unlike today when I got overexcited about like a FIFA 17 rumor, but let's just skip past that. And... <laughs> oh, I was just reading that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, look at the teams they used. Um, But Carly Lloyd, when you put her in the midfield, I feel like she kind of disrupts the flow. When the ball gets to her in the midfield, 
all right, now all arrows point at the goal. You know what I'm saying? She's there to, like, punch forward and go. She's not necessarily there to look up, see the field, and see the play developing in front of her. But I feel like she does, though. Do you? You think her, like, distribution's good and she'll, she'll you know, be able to pick out runners and stuff? Yeah, I, f- I feel like she helps maintain the momentum. Oh, like, I, would, I don't yeah. I, I, I don't think she's as disruptive as as that statement sounded. Um, but I, I definitely don't think that she's a hold like she's a holder. No, um, no. she she definitely is constantly like, yeah, looking toward goal, but it's not like we're pausing and and the flow gets disrupted. She's she's very much like a, I think she's good at distribution until you're within like five yards of the 18. I would agree with that. I'm not saying she pauses the flow. I'm saying that once she gets it, it feels like things become very single-minded. Oh, totally. Totally. And sometimes that's what you need. And then sometimes I noticed a couple of times the midfield put together this like beautiful flowing possession where they were pretty quickly moving the ball around they were switching the point of attack they were switching sides of the field it was nice they were just moving the ball very quickly you know sometimes move it up the flank and then they'd go through their center mid who would then switch it up to someone else who was running up the other side and you know then they would switch it back across the field it was it was nice to watch but i feel like once you get it to carly there's one objective in mind and she's just gonna pound at it you know turnover be damned hmm i think i think this is a area where you and i might disagree disagree. she's quick to pull the trigger which is sometimes exactly what you need yes and and sometimes it is frustrating and infuriating because you're like why did you like we just had six or seven really awesome quick passes why did you think that this was your shot you know Mm -hmm. it's it's like you know in in when people are playing basketball and, and passing is really great and then the bad person at making the three-pointer goes for it and you're like seriously dude well here's the thing though even if i'm right and carly is not conducive to overall flow we're still winning with her on the field so oh, totally. does it matter does it does it matter because on the one hand it may impact the development of this midfield if she truly intends to play until 2020. And it might, you know, in a couple of years from now, create an untenable situation. But right now, what Carly Lloyd does is help us win. So even if she is more prone to turnovers than a midfielder in her position should be, the United States seems able to handle that. So if we can handle that situation and... The other side of that is that she also scores big-time goals. Then does it all turn out fine in the end? Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of of the opinion that Carly Lloyd right now, the way she's playing is such a huge distraction on the pitch. that, And she's such a huge magnet player that teams have to know exactly where she is. So she's occupying so much of their awareness if if they have that capacity. Like we play we've played against teams that can bunker, you know, and just kind of park the bus and and we really struggle breaking them down. 
because we we can't like really get in get get into those those tight spaces with Alex Morgan with Carly Lloyd um Crystal Dunn is is probably one of our one of our best players at kind of uh, manipulating those those bunkered situations but I think that Carly and Alex Morgan together on the pitch you know teams have to know exactly where they are so they're occupying more than one player yeah. each yeah. at a time and so I think when Carly's out there you're absolutely right like she's a disruption but she's more of a disruption to the other team than she is to us I guess I would agree right now that Carly's upsides outweigh her downsides enough that she's more valuable to this team starting than not mm-hmm. and you know what that's that's fine going to the Olympics coming out of the Olympics we can reassess but for now going into the Olympics that's the way it is and it's probably going to help us win a gold medal so please don't block me Carly <laughs> <laughs> why has Carly Lloyd been blocking people recently uh you know for someone who thrives so much on her haters she also just is very quick to block which is right? totally her prerogative, you know. Nobody wants to go online and feel attacked, but come on, man, you're you're Carly Lloyd. Yeah, and if you go on online and and criticize other people for doing their job, hey, guess what? Maybe you maybe you should be also open to that same criticism. Just you know, if someone responds to you with a, a meme or whatever, it's not the end of the world. It's know. it's not personal. I don't know. Maybe she just doesn't have like the computing. Like she has to focus so hard on being good and working hard that she actually really doesn't have the computational power to spare for any kind of other shenanigans. Which is I fine. mean maybe, but then delete social media. Maybe or yeah, or hand it over to your agent. And maybe that's what's going on. Maybe, 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 maybe her agent is the one doing all the random random i say random blocking it's not random it's strategic it's targeted i mean carly lloyd has haters she does have haters but i think you said what she probably prints out mean tweets and shreds them into her food and like eats them protein, protein. fiber 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 yeah. added fiber and then poops them out later so she literally takes the her haters and like <laughs> uses it to fuel her body so all you're doing by hating Carly Lloyd is just adding fuel to her fire. You're literally making her stronger with your literally. hatred. So, you are responsible for repairing her knee. If you really want us to win the Olympics, then tweet her a lot of mean things. <laughs> that's No, that's terrible. <laughs> Don't tweet mean things at players. Don't tweet Don't, mean things. They're people too. Yeah. Don't tweet mean things, but hold them accountable. Yes. You can when, ask a player to be when responsible. When players are being irresponsible or when players are acting out uh, it, through social media, feel free to hold them accountable and then um, maybe be okay if you get blocked. That, that was the first Japan friendly. And then the second <laughs> one... <laughs> the second one, we were more in control i feel part of that was japan was a little bit tired because the the united states was better at functioning at that high pace at, at altitude and coming back down um, i was gonna say this wasn't the one at altitude though this mm -mm. was the one in cleveland cleave the cleave and yeah i think japan was a little tired but still managed to score too i take personal credit for the win the second time around uh-huh I actually was watching that match live. Oh, so you're the reason why 
Julie Johnston got her head on the first ball. Yes. And then the second one, Crystal Dunn perfectly bent the ball around the defense for Alex Morgan to run onto. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I I take full credit because I didn't watch any of the first match um, until Saturday morning. Uh, so I watched on tape delay, and unfortunately, my powers aren't strong enough to impact tape delay. Mm-hmm. But the second one, I watched live, and and I actually had to go right around the seventy fifth minute. And so then when we had the lightning delay, I was like, hey, perfect timing. No, the first goal, Julie Johnston didn't head it, although that wouldn't have been the worst assumption. She finished it with her foot, yeah. Um, yeah, because she was like a foot off sides. <laughs> she, was to- she was totally off sides. But Allie Long got, a- got an assist. I-, I think Johnston was a little less than offside, but she was offside enough for people to look at that and go, oh, yeah, she was offside. There was no like... Well, maybe there was... Yeah, she was offside. Yeah, Julie Johnson was totally offsides. And then on the second one, I think a lot of people were saying Crystal Dunn was offside before she assisted Alex Morgan. She was! When she received that pass, mm-hmm. she totally was like three or four feet offsides. Three or four feet, a.k.a. one yard. You know, FIFA refs not exactly covering themselves in glory, but when are they ever? Yeah, when when are we ever impressed by the refereeing in a match? Only when it's Bipica. Are you talking about Bibiana Steinhaus? Yeah, that one. Vivica. <laughs> what the? <laughs> okay. I don't know her name off the top of my head, but I knew that it was... Bibiana Steinhaus. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like we never complain about her refereeing for some reason. I think she's done some less than optimal things, but yeah, she is pretty good ref. She's yeah, she's, she's good enough to ref men's matches. Uh-huh. I think when you take the two games in total, the team looks pretty good. Obviously, things are going to shift when Carly Lloyd comes back and if Megan Rapino makes it in time. But Why do we always have a player like that? But I, here's the thing. Should we be waiting for Megan Rapino to see if she can finish finish that race? Or do you think that we're fine without her in case she doesn't? Well, who is Megan Rapino cutting? That's the question. Pew, 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 pew. Probably. And so then then it becomes the, the textbook argument of, you know, development versus marketing, in my opinion. Like, I think Megan Rapino brings more to the table than just marketing. But it, Mallory Pugh is probably the the future of of this squad you know she's going to be around for 10 years and getting her some olympic experience i think is is huge i think so too i mean she's super young didn't she just or she's going to turn 18 by the olympics so she'll be about 21 for the next world cup but it would be nice if that wasn't her first big tournament if she'd already gone through that and then had you know a couple years to develop already right and was ready to go in 29, just ready. like Just out just of the gates. Put her out on the field and be like, go, kill. Get him. Go get him. But, you know, nice. I mean, it, it's a great story if Megan Rapino can do it. I, but that's the story that we're going to hear. We're going to hear about Carly Lloyd's hat trick at the uh, World Cup final. And we're going to hear about Megan Rapino, And we're going to hear about Hope Solo being the most shut-to-doubtest goalkeeper ever like those are the narratives 
The narratives I want at the Olympics are Crystal Dunn leads the team in assists. Kristen Press scores a hat trick in at least one game. Against Canada. Oh, boy. And Alyssa Nair gets a cap and does really well and comes up with some, you know, vine-worthy save. Like a bicycle kick save? A scorpion? Yes. No, I don't want that. Yes. I just want her could to you have imagine, a solid... Could you imagine how graceful Nair would be at trying the scorpion? <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's a big, solid girl, and I... She would be she would be the epitome of grace. Trying to pull off Scorpion? Sure. <laughs> See, I could picture Hope Solo doing pulling off a scorpion. I cannot picture Nair doing that. Um, narratives I would like to see. I would like to see the new kids scoring goals. I would like to see I don't know. I would like I, I kinda like how the narrative uh, going into the Olympics is about the youth of the team. I really enjoy how much uh, the commentators are talking that up and how the average age now is so much different than what it has been in the past. Well, when we talk um, about youth, we mean Mal Pugh, Morgan Bryan, maybe Sam Mewis and Lindsay Horan. Yeah. Possibly Emily Sonnet, but I don't think she's going to go. I think it'll be Engen. You think? You I... think Engen's... M- maybe. Well, so so we have the three alternatives alternates not alternatives alternates it's gonna i think that's where the third goalkeeper is gonna go so right now i think it's between french and harris harris will be the alternate you want to bet on that i mean i'll bet you something small like i promise not to burp the next time we record nope then no deal But so, and then I think we'll have a defender and I think then we'll have a midfielder. I don't think we're going to take an alternate for a forward or, or anything like that. I don't know if it's 18 plus three. I, th- I think it's 18 plus two. I'm pretty sure it's 18 plus three. Anyway, as Jules has said, that's due beginning of July. So just brace yourselves, everybody. It's about a month Ro- countdown, maybe less. Roster is coming. Their rosters are coming. <laughs> NWSL? Yeah. Now everybody it's goes back. back to NWSL. Kicks off again Friday with Breakers versus Spirit. I don't know, man. Did you read Matt Beard's open letter to the fans today? Nope. It was like a an open, polite note where he's like, I know you're frustrated. We're working Seriously? hard. Yeah. I know you're frustrated and we're working hard. Essentially. It's like, we're not doubting your work ethic. We're not doubting your commitment. We're doubting the strategy. We're doubting the ability to be able to compete in this league. He was like, we thank everyone for their patience. And we want to reassure that everyone's working as hard as they can. Like, I I think you are working as hard as you can. I, I would believe that. It's just, I think there's a huge mental block that they're overcoming, which is going to take a little more time to repair. And I think they've been hamstrung by, in the past, not having as much depth on the bench. I don't know if they really have super depth on the bench right now, either. And they just got kicked in the teeth with Abby Smith picking up an ACL injury. Yes. So, one win against FC Casey notwithstanding, I just don't know why this message came out now. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. You, you know, open letters are supposed to, they contain stuff that makes you go, oh, or, or at least makes you think or react somehow. This was like a quote from a, a post game that, that it's, it's just, it just sounds like a quote you'd put in an article, you know, from Is he gonna, is he gonna do an open letter like every week? That would be nice, actually, like a little fireside chat with head coach Matt Beard where he updates you and where the team is and, you know. So, Gives away some of the tactics? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just the equivalent of I was talking to some people earlier and saying maybe this is like when your dad stops by your room and you know he looks at you and you're like what and he's like nothing just want to let you know I'm proud of you kid and then you know could be just some... did did he, did he say that maybe to his players <laughs> and so to the fans he's just like thanks for your support uh-huh see you on Friday but I think well, against the Washington I mean... Spirit who have been doing pretty well this season yeah. I would I would be ecstatic if we got out of there with a tie. Maybe not a 0-0 tie. I'd be fine with like a 2-2 tie because that would mean we had scored some goals. Is it a home game? Yes. Well, you guys you guys are are on a bit of a roll at home. I don't know. I the most I would say for that is that we do do better at home than we do away. Away we're fucking abysmal. But You said do do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's just move on. Western New York Flash versus Pride. Come on. Oh, man. The Flash versus the Pride. I, I think the Pride are, are on a bit of a bit of a roll. Yeah. Tom I think Cermani. it's going to be hard to hard to stop those guys. And the Flash, they're just kind of, they're, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to pinpoint, like, what it is about the Flash. Oh, it's Paul Riley. <laughs> no subtlety. Just came right out and said it. Paul Riley. Paul Riley, uh, if he gets uh, kicked out of more games, then I think the Flash have a better chance this season. He wasn't in the last game, right? When they played Boston, it was his assistant coach that got them to that 4-0 win. I think so. I think I thought it was five. No, they only beat us by four. Only. Oh, only by well, four. Well, then there, there was a game before that, though. Yeah, they had they, a five goal they game. They had like it was five to two or something. I think that was over Sky Blue. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Paul Riley, uh, quick going to the games and uh, Western New York, you will move up in the power rankings. Actually, I think they did move up in the power rankings. I don't pay attention to power rankings. I think the NWSL made them like number one this week in the power rankings great, because they're co- they're they're coming off of two wins in a row. And I was like, wow, that's that's your justification. Two wins against who though? I mean. <laughs> Winning Sky against Blue Boston and and the the mighty Boston Breakers. Four zero against Boston is like, you know, one and a half zero against any other team right now. I'm sorry. I mean, you guys beat Kansas City. Kansas City is the defending champs. Not anymore. They're sitting at number nine in the league standings, right above Boston. Watch out, we're coming for you. Well, I know, but they're still the defending champs. When we were ninth in the league, that was that was a nice feeling. To not be last it didn't last very long but while well, we had it you know it was really <laughs> that that shower waking up the next morning that just it was one of those glorious like ah, feel refreshed I the birds great. were chirping it was like it was like uh comic comic animals comic woodland creatures were coming into your apartment and like making and grooming breakfast. me yeah <laughs> oh okay making me breakfast i just went straight to the grooming sure whatever <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to call this one for the pride, but I think the Flash... Actually, I don't think the Flash will get on the board. I'm going to call it 2-0 for the pride. 
Oh, we didn't do a we didn't do a score. Let's not. Yes. We don't need to do a score prediction for the breakers. Let's just keep moving. Let's go forward. Okay. Let's not. So talk about this it. game, this game, I I think it's gonna be two to one. Uh, the pride. Okay. Yeah, Tom Sermani versus Paul Riley. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be two to one. And then Sky Blue versus SCKC. Damn, that's a tough one. I know. Last season, we would have been like, oh, FC Casey all the way. Just, right. Like, just sit back and have fun. It's not like, enjoy it. Watch, just watch a game of soccer, you know? Don't, you don't have to worry about the outcome. But, uh. I am going to say that Sky Blue is going to continue to be a little bit of a cluster. And I'm going to say this one's going to be 1-0 them. To Sky Blue? Yeah, 1-0 Sky Blue over FC Casey. I'll call this 2-2. Whoa, all the goals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, teams are settling in. They're figuring each other out. It's not going to be such narrow results. Okay. Uh, Potassium to you too, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, what's next? What's next? Chicago Red Stars versus Portland Thorns is what's next. In Chicago. In Chicago. In Chicago, I think Chi-town. I think the Thorns are gonna gonna you know they're gonna rock it. They're gonna stay undefeated. Okay, I do. I I think Julie Johnston is uh showing some some weak spots in her national team performances, and uh, I think Tobin Heath is gonna make her her, and then score a goal. Okay, I think I think. The winning goal is going to be Tobin versus Julie. Tobin's going to run at her. Julie's going to misstep. Tobin's going to make her run around her slide and score a goal. That was really specific. Yeah, I am. I told you I have powers. Okay. Were you not listening before when I was? You have a problem listening to me when I talk. No, I just. Yeah, maybe I do. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Chicago, Portland, I think it's going to be, uh, we're going to say two to one Portland. I'll agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When we agree, we tend to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh, <know>. damn it. <laughs> Seattle Brain versus Houston Dash to close out the weekend. Is Carly Lloyd back yet? No. Okay. Although I could... How many weeks has it been? I feel like I it's been know. the allotted weeks and they might test her out. But I feel like the Dash would also announce like Carly Lloyd was at training today or something like that. Maybe but, they wouldn't. Maybe Randy would be like, no, let's let's keep it a secret. I don't feel like any of the national team players are at tra- their NWSL trainings. I feel like they're all at basketball games or <laughs> hockey games or whatever the fuck is on tv right now games oh copa america that's that's where we're yeah that's what you're going for other I'm soccer like, games I'm like there's some sort of thing that players are being seen at even if carly lloyd was available for this game she'd probably only be available for like 30 minutes or a half max yeah and morgan bryant's not looking all that awesome no recently. she needs rest honestly i think she should just sit out she should just you know why do you want Seattle to win so bad? <laughs> wow. All right. So you just went ahead and interpreted that as Seattle support. Let me tell you what Seattle Rain fans did to me last weekend when I was in Portland, okay? <laughs> this was this was so awesome. I went to go see you for the last Thorns game. Yes. This was the weekend before last. 
I met out with some Seattle Rain fans. In a... Met up, not made out. Met up. Yes, because there were several of them, and I. Well, it's it sounded like you said made out with. Nope. And I'm like, no, you met up with. And we met at Taco Joint Uno Mas right next to the stadium. Um, hi, Josh and Susie, if you're listening to this, fuck you, man, because they gave me a lovely gift, or it would have been lovely at any other time and place. The two of them were like, here, we brought this for you from Seattle, and then gave me a person in a Portland Thorns t-shirt right outside of Providence Park about a, to go into a Portland Thorns versus Seattle Rain game, a and Seattle Rain scarf. I was with a bunch of riveters. And here I was <laughs> frantically rolling up a Seattle Rain <laughs> scarf, desperately trying to hide it. So that you no one would see me. wanted to put it in my bag, and I said no. Yeah, would have tainted all your stuff. I said no, no, no. Anyway, I just ended up kind of jamming it under some other stuff and hoping no one would find it during the game. Name of your sex tape. <laughs> sure, I guess. I mean, do you call sex the game? I personally don't, but I'm sure somebody out there does. Like, time for the big game. Or did I we know, tape right? the game? Gotta get ready for the game. Let's rewatch the game. Gotta, gotta, gotta hustle home. It's game night. It's game night. <laughs> People have game nights all the time. They invite their friends over. They put their keys in a bowl. <laughs> put their keys in a bowl. No judging. This yeah. is a judgment-free zone. No, no judging. No judging. What consenting adults do amongst themselves is just fine. Yeah, in Portland, we even have gaming, like, centers where you go and you can game with complete strangers. Make a lot of friends that way. Yeah, you swap, like, cards and stuff. Uh-huh. Might meet up later for more private gaming sessions. Yeah, it might become, like, a regular thing. Yeah, if you click. <laughs> so to game wrap nights. up. Wait, 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 wait. Is Was that the last match? Yeah, we Seattle just and Houston? we just covered five matches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Did you say a score prediction for that one? Ooh. See, we're not done. I'll call it two nothing for Seattle. Mm. I am gonna say that's a zero zero. That's a zero zero. Okay. I think it'll be nil nil. I do. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying Dash going into this with an injured Morgan Bryan and no Carly Lloyd and the Rain got just Fishlock back. I think Rain, you know, in terms of roster strength, it might be tilted a little more towards Seattle. Yeah, but the three in the midfield haven't really been clicking so far That's this true. year. That's true. Like, I kind of feel like the, not necessarily the magic is gone, but I feel like the sparkle has kind of dimmed a little bit. The shine has come off of it. Yeah, maybe maybe they need to need to get it waxed a little bit. We need to go on a retreat together and like do trust get falls. their groove back. Shit like that. How Kim Little got her groove back. How Kim Little got I'd her watch, groove I'd back. I'd watch that movie. I would probably watch that movie too. I it would be hard for me to understand it. I would need subtitles. Oh, stop! Her accent is not even that thick. I don't think you understand how bad I am with any accent. Okay. I'm horrible with any accent. Tom Sermoni was a nightmare for you, huh? Oh, absolutely. When you were when you were doing Tom Sermoni, <laughs> an impression of his accent. Let's be clear, doing when, an impression when, when of you were his doing accent. your version of Tom Sermoni. Okay, I had no idea what you were saying. Oh, absolutely no idea. 
<sighs> so I'm happy that NWSL's back. Yeah, me we too. Have a, we have what four four more matches before the Olympic break. We'll just go with four weeks for now. Everybody enjoy the next four weeks. Yeah, just plan on hype hype the games for the next four weeks and bring your friends and tell them that all of the national team players for all the countries are going to be there. Don't don't worry about call call ups or anything like that. And we'll get back to you after some of those weeks, hopefully with correct score predictions, but probably not given our past history. We are I just feel like statistically we should be better than this, you know? <laughs> I feel like if we, I feel like if we had to be, we would. That's true. If someone like, were paying us for this. Yeah. If, if somebody were paying us and if we like owed it to somebody, we could actually like think about it and come up with real score predictions, but the, we're legit like shooting from the hip. If anybody wants to acquire this podcast... I'm Heineken. talking about sponsors. No, sponsors, like, just give us the money. You're you're buying into our brand because we're we're cool and we shoot from the hip. That's what you're paying for. But, you know, if we had overlords to answer to, like, actual, like, who had editorial control or whatever, then, yeah, maybe I'd put more effort into being right. Right? Like, we did the Kickstarter, so we have people who support us and support our bullshit. If if we had to pr- have results and that caused us stress, that would suck. <laughs> but we could probably do it. We'd have money, but it would be stressful. It, it would be like a real job. Who would want to do that? Report on sports for money? <laughs> Unthinkable. For money. Who, who makes money reporting on sports? Oh, now I'm sad. All right, dude. I had fun this week. Is that not how we want to close this out? I mean, I existed this week. I'm glad you had fun. 